from Research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk Podcast, this is Who Charted. My name is Manish Kata, and with me I have Dan Russo. This is Who Charted, the show that records stock market commentary on big down days so that all of our charts are completely outdated by the time this f***ing thing posts. Dan, what's up? All right, so the first chart speaks exactly to that point as the 10-year Treasury notes uh, have come under pressure over the course of the past few weeks to the point where they are now testing a key support line. For you candlestick uh, enthusiasts out there, yesterday's activity was a bullish hammer uh, that played out with a bullish RSI divergence. So if Treasuries are going to stage a rally, this would be the logical spot. Now, as we record, Treasuries are under pressure and likely testing that support level. Uh, in my mind, until we get through the 50 and 200 day moving averages, it's hard to make the upside case for Treasury notes. Therefore, yields are likely heading higher. Short-term non-confirmations. When markets whipsaw up and down, we want to look for intermarket analysis data points to confirm or non-confirm that. And so in English, when the S&P goes down, in our point of view, you want something like the advanced decline line to confirm that. And what's happened recently is as the S&P is making new short-term lows, the advanced decline line is not following suit. So in theory, this means that the decline is short-term in nature, and we should see the S&P rally to catch up to the advanced decline. Now, that's in theory. In real life, you never know. Maybe the advanced decline turns south and follows suit with the S&P, and then we'll have a confirmation to the downside. But at this point, uh, based on the advanced decline line, non-confirming the S&P 500, one would expect, at least in our world, for the S&P to rally, and this decline would be short-lived. All right, small caps. Uh, small caps were the talk of the town last week. Now, I do think it's kind of interesting uh, because you've had a bullish divergence play out as small caps have headed lower on a relative basis, so relative to the S&P 500. The RSI has made a series of higher lows. That's a bullish divergence. However, what's caught my attention is the fact that as we thrust to the upside here, we can't get overbought. If there was a lot of momentum behind the past couple weeks of activity in small caps on a relative basis, we would expect to see the RSI get overbought. We'd accept to see it. We would expect to see it really running through resistance and the 200-day moving average. So far, we're not seeing that. We are seeing improvement in small caps relative to the S&P 500, but not with the kind of momentum that I would like to see. This is uh, arguably uh, one that I have top of mind and we'll be watching closely throughout the course of this week. NYC new lows. Another thing we look for when you look for confirmations is the amount of new lows being made on the NYC. So what I have here on the screen is prior NYC new lows to deeper declines. So what happened in those first couple days and weeks prior to declines? And you can see back 2015, 353, 2016, 518, 2018, 425, and of course, 2020 was 938. Keep in mind, this isn't during the decline. This is prior to deeper declines. And last week, the worst number we saw was 79. Now, as we're recording today, maybe that expands, but it's still not in territory that mathematically should scare you out of this market. Of course, all bets are off and anything can change from here on out, but this is something that we want to track. When, Because in my mind, at least, deeper declines are always, always led by uh, a spike in new lows on the NYSE, and that is simply not happening right now. So until the data changes, we have to assume that this is short term. 
All right, this is actually one that we're bringing back for a second show in a row because I think, in fairness, if you're going to call something out as being on the verge of making a change, you should obviously highlight it when that change actually takes place. I made the case in a note this morning uh, that commodities were arguably the best asset class out there right now. Here's the Bloomberg Commodity Index traded to a um, a high uh, last week. That's a weekly chart. We're well above those 2018 highs right now, trending above a rising 10-week moving average. RSI, a measure of momentum, uh, starting to break the downtrend line and get towards an overbought condition. But the key here is the bottom of the page relative to the S&P 500. After going sideways for more than a year, we are starting to see commodities outperform relative to equities. How many portfolios out there do you think are set up? for an environment where commodities outperform equities. I would argue not many, but we're starting to see it. So we'll bring this one back for a second uh, a second show in a row. Keep an eye on these commodities as they start to take a leadership position. When long-term trends are in place, there's mean reversion indicators they can use to get in and out of short-term declines and at least identify things that may be uh, considered short-term. And one of those things that we use is called the Bollinger Band. Now, our focus is on a five-period, one-standard deviation Bollinger Band. And as you can see from this chart, as long as you're above your major trend line, which in this case is a 200-day, use whatever you want, uh, when the S&P violates uh, its uh, its Bollinger Band, you see that that market try to try to bounce, right? And once again, it's not foolproof, and we've broken through that. Uh, but it does give you at least uh, a glance into what could be a good mean reversion strategy, as long as that longer term trend is in place. So once again. We do expect uh, what's going on right now in the market at least to be short-term in nature. Time will tell, but these are, this is the data point uh, that points that we follow at least. All right, that's going to wrap us up. Six charts in six minutes where I did go three for three this week. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to hit the like button. Thank you, as always, for taking time out to be with us. We'll talk to you soon. Dan Russo, the PIMP award-winning portfolio manager. That's true, too. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.